0: Welcome to this episode of Let's Chat. I'm your host, Chris Rebel, coming from the cat cave in Warwick, Rhode Island. This was a really special episode for me um, because neither of these people actually register in my head as guest. It was like an excuse to just basically be like i like both of these people they need to know each other they should be friends let's do a podcast uh it just happens that pat was coming on to promote um his new book space tripping Two, the sci-fi comedy which you can pre-order and uh so when pat and i were talking about doing an episode since pat's been on a couple times i was like oh my god you've got to meet nate pv uh nate is a perf- uh, podcast booking agent with interview connections we're huge fans of interview connections we've got uh ceo jessica road and co-owner margie feldhahn have both been on the show and have become friends in real life so that's really great uh nate has been working there for a minute now but so nate our our story actually goes back we met we met doing this podcast um so my old co-host when i started this podcast back in 2013 brought nate over my my old apartment to be a guest on our podcast and um flash forward to 2021 and now I still have a podcast, and Nate and I have become really good friends over these last eight years. So Nate is somebody I know in real life. Uh, I actually I'm recording this on Sunday, October 24th. The intro. Um, I hung out with Nate and Julia yesterday at the park um, at the the park by the um, in the armory, playing uh, with Felicity. So you know it's Nate's a real life friend and. One of the most cool things about doing this podcast is all the incredible relationships you get to build, both in your own community and and people from all over the world, which has been really great. Uh, So Nate's just because, I mean, over these last eight years, I mean, when Nate and I met, we were both working at different Starbucks in Providence, and now flash forward eight years later, we both have careers uh, within the podcast industry, which is fucking insane, and no longer working at Starbucks I remember I met Nate before, I mean he knew Nate before he met uh, his lovely wonderful girlfriend Julia, uh, shout out Julia if you ever hear this uh, who I saw yesterday and you know a lot of different life stages we've kind of gone through and have remained really good friends, I mean Nate's been on the show a ton especially in those early days, we did, one of my first early big guests we had was Matt Kauf, who was a writer from The Daily Show, uh, Nate and I had gone to see him do stand up at the Writers of The Daily Show tour and then we ended up connecting and doing an interview, I was like Nate you gotta guest host so if you dig back in the archives you can find Nate on here a ton uh and I'm really happy to have Nate come back on again we'll have to do a proper episode with Nate in the future and um you know and then Pat I met last year through Ash Blaget our mutual friend never met Nate uh, I've never met Pat in real life we've are uh, just like internet friends I guess you'd call us but like more than internet friends and we've talked online a lot we've done each other's podcast and we've we've talked on the phone yeah he's kind of become a Have a bit of like a career sounding board mentor. Like whenever I have questions or need advice or just like sometimes I get stuck in my creative rut. Like Pat's one of my go to inner circle people I call to be like, hey, what's my next move? What should I do? I I just you know. So it's it's really special. So to me, this is such a cool opportunity to take two people. I really. I just love these guys, I really do, and just get to take these two people, I'm a I'm such a sucker for my friends becoming friends, so I was so happy to connect these two, uh, please, you know, in the show notes we'll put all this stuff, but check out uh, Pat's new book that you can pre-order, Space tripping 2, the sci-fi comedy, you know, Pat's also uh, the writer of a short film called Joining Call, which we'll talk about, what he direct- of which he wrote that Ash Blodgett had directed. That really spoke to me, especially during the quarantine. Uh, Pat's just a super talented dude. You can see him uh, streaming on Geekly Inc. Uh, more importantly, you could probably uh, just more likely he's probably talking to me on the phone about the 90s Bulls or something less important. Uh, so this was just such a such a special episode for me. I'm really glad we got to do this. Uh, so a little bit of housekeeping before we start. Uh, oh, actually, if you want to check out Pat's uh, podcast, he is one of the co-hosts of With Ash is um, Let's Rewatch, which I absolutely love. I know that I was able to connect him with uh, Taylor Morton, one of our past guests, and they they did. I think they watched Clerks. I got to cover Air Force One, which is a movie I completely forgot I loved. Uh, so that was a really fun episode to do. Um, you can find us on at Let's Chat Podcast on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, letschatpodcast.net for all, all that stuff. Uh, if you're going to be at the Rhode Island Comic Con coming November 6th, 7th, and 8th, Uh, I will be there. And also, Vern from Cinema Recall is flying from Minneapolis uh, to come out. So, oh, my God, I get to see Vern in real life. Um, Hit us up. We would absolutely love to meet up. If you're in the area, let's grab a drink. Let's smoke some weed. Let's eat some food. Let's go to Comic-Con, buddy. Uh, Let us know. We'd love to see you there. Um, Also... If you're also interested in joining our Let's Chat Club, uh, our buddy Kurt from Half Hour Bros recently made us a great promo. You'll hear at the end. Um, you know, let us know. We offer a bunch of services. Uh, it's great networking. It's not networking. That's a bad word. It's really a great community of independent podcasters uh, where we kind of are similar to a network without the trappings of actually being on a network and we both get to help each other uh and support each other we offer various services that we could do on top of that including like a one sheet uh a spot on our website all this great stuff Uh, let us know if that's something you're interested in um if you also are would like to support the show financially We would be very grateful. You can support us on Patreon.com slash Let's Chat Media, where we also have a second podcast we only release on Patreon with uh, myself and Dwight from Broken Brain called Let's Chat Zeitgeist, where Dwight and I usually weekly will kind of break down the the weekly Zeitgeist of culture and with our mental health lens. And uh, what a a fun episode. Uh, Also, last thing, huge thank you to Robbie Sherman, our audio engineer who has been able to take files that I record absolutely terrible because of lack of equipment at the moment and some other scenarios. Uh, Still saving up to get some new microphones and whatnot. But I got to send these files to Robbie, and I don't know how he does it, but he makes it sound amazing. So thank you, Robbie. You can find him on uh, Twitter and all that stuff. I'll link all him in the show notes. All right, everyone. Let's get to it.
1: because we have two people maybe we should introduce everyone's by voice uh so we have co-host nate Peavy. nate you want to say hello and then guest pat edwards
2: hello hello this is my natural voice and this is how i'll be talking the rest of the interview no hi like, hi chris i wish you would And Nate. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god uh, in, you-
3: in reference to editing what if we want you to make us sound worse like Please don't do that for me. Um. <laughs> I'll just ask some leading questions that I
1: can cut later. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I'm just think I'm not even thinking, I'm, I'm not even thinking that far. I'm thinking like literally just hack up sentences. So, oh my God, that'd be so
1: good. That would be so good. Uh, ben, this, is, So I, I'm stoked to do this because Pat, if, if you've been out once or twice, I don't remember.
2: Oh, oh yeah. I was on, this is my, Ash, technically it? my third. Yeah. Like, my, this is my third as like the guest, or my second as like the guest. Yeah, roommate, okay. Technically co hosting with you. But yeah, Ashline came on to talk about joining Call, the film, which has still got legs apparently because it was at Gen Con. We're recording this on nine twenty-seven twenty-one, 21, and it was at Gen Con. And it's about to be this the week of us recording this at the Origins Game Fair Film Festival, which is in Columbus, Ohio. I'm actually going to that. No way. Yeah, and it's was at the or- the Oregon State Film Festival. Um, it's been in a bunch of, of some smaller indie Twister Alley, Julian Dubuque International Film Festival. It's like, yeah, it's doing all right. And uh, actually, we're, we're 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 low key maybe working on a feature film ash and i so so
1: for for for, um people who don't know um and i i I know i've i've geeked out to you about this a couple more than once pat and nate i think i think i've probably geeked out to you about it once at a bonfire with julia too Uh, so joining call is the movie that short film that you wrote ash our friend ash blanchett directed but you did this all during quarantine
2: yeah wrote it made it filmed it (laughs) it's both set and filmed during july 2020 And what's what's kind of, not funny, tragic, is we were, like, really hustling with production. Like, we got to get this out while it's still relevant, while everyone's still at home. And here we are, like, over a year later. Like, um, that was back when we had hope, right? When we, like, uh, this thing could be over, but everyone could be back to normal by August or something. And it's like, no, no. But, uh, yeah, it was... um, I'll just do a, a less than 30 second recap. Basically it came about cause Ash and I are friends and we co-host let's rewatch together. And I'm, a, uh, we're both, you know, creators. She's a professional director. I'm a professional writer. And she had made an offhand comment about how she had another film. She was going to, to, to do that summer that basically got shelved because of COVID. And, I love challenges as a writer. um of course, don't get me wrong. I write you know novels and things from a blank slate, right? I'm just making stuff up, creating the world. but um I do other projects uh, and I really enjoy challenges or like give me parameters I have to work within because I view that as like a, a puzzle right where it's you have to create this thing and it has to meet these requirements but it can't do this and I um, as long as it's you know to a degree I, I enjoy that I thrive on that and then a like, I was just thinking like what's something that could be shot completely remote through like the whole film is a video call between friends and would still be engaging and fun to watch for 10 to 15 minutes um so yeah, it's about a group of friends trying to play some D anD D over the internet, and, and life keeps getting in the way.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's really good, and surprise packs packs quite the emotional punch.
2: Oh, and uh,
1: you had those little some little name actors in there, like uh, who, who was I? Know like Ify Nod-away is
2: not it. A... Ify and Wadaway is in it. Uh, Matt Young, who, if you are a Hello from the Magic Tavern fan, he plays Usador. I'm not going to do his full name. It's... <laughs> 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 That's only funny to the people that have listened to that show. Um, and then some really talented other folks like Natalie and Tara. They have their own, that Natalie and Tara. They're a duo, like a YouTube duo, Natalie and Tara. And um, Kiri and her spouse, Angelique. Um, they're great. And then Brandon and Timmy Morgan. Um, really great group of folks and all brought. What I really appreciated was is uh, yeah, I wrote the script, but I think pretty much everyone of the cast, all eight of them, uh there's at least one thing in the film that they kind of improved or they they that I just loved and fell in love with. And they took what I'd written and like I they, they like they saw what I was going for yeah. and they put kind of like this feel like this feels a little more natural coming out of my mouth. I'm like, yeah, go for it. Like I love that. That's great. So
1: hmm. that's so dope. So one of the reasons I wanted to team you two up is because um Nate is a tabletop guy and knows way more about D and D. And I know that's usually sort the thing that is uh, whenever we talk, Pat. That's always the thing that goes over my head, but our audience loves. So I was like, oh my god, I can bring someone who actually knows the stuff Pat's talking about outside of the other stuff that that you do that I don't always know. But just, well, I mean, for anyone not knowing, Pat does a lot of things, so it's not like uh, <laughs> you're, uh, you're you're kind of all over the place.
2: So it's like. I try to be. I mean, yes, but also I'm very selective about the stuff I like. Devote time to a project. It's it's got to be something. It's either like a super like a labor of love or it's. I think it's it's good career wise, right? Um, Like the two things I would say that actually make me (laughs) income are are my novels, which we'll talk about in a second here, and then yeah, the D and D writing because it's. for the most part you know like freelance where i'm getting like paid per word and stuff and and get a decent rate and um uh, might have to bug you again chris to come back with nate to oh. talk about a, a potential new project that's in its infancy stages right now that might be launching um basically i'm trying to do something a little different with the whole because D, all that. Stuff, i mean it's having a real boom moment right now Nate as I'm sure you know it's really really having a moment um you know there are so many live stream campaign shows and podcasts and independent content being generated um I'm curious in the we'll say call it the medium term the longevity of it because who knows how long fifth edition which is the current edition of rules for the game is going to be still relevant um but it's really I because I, I, I was putting together different things to maybe pitch some stuff to some sponsors or some fun some funding. And um, d or D&D related I'll call it so TTRPG tabletop role-playing game content in 2020. Every project, every project on Kickstarter that had like a TTRPG tag to it, so that it would fall under that umbrella of tabletop role playing games, collectively raised two hundred and thirty million dollars on Kickstarter last year in twenty twenty. So it is, it is really having a moment. Um, and I, I kind of had this one idea that I'm hoping to maybe debut at some point in the future that kind of merges the two sides of it: the content creation and the live streaming. Um into something kind of a unique experience, but we'll talk about that at another date.
1: Is that the thing you told me about? We talked about on the phone once.
2: Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: yeah. You guys definitely should talk because it's really cool. Mm. So actually let me ask this to both of you guys. Cause, um, uh, for knowing both of you, I would never, ever, ever go into your origins of D and D cause I would go over my head, but now I have a, a place for it. So like, let me ask you, Nate, where did you, how did you get into D and D?
3: Um, I mean, honestly, mostly through video games, um, all the, you know, playing Baldur's Gate and stuff when I was a kid. Um, all those games were fantastic, and you know I've always been like a fantasy dork. So um, I think I started running my own games when I was in like high school, college, and mm-hmm. it's. And I've actually only just recently found a, um, a solidly reliable group that I can play with. But uh, isn't that the um, that's the the travail of trial? That's the challenge of all uh, all gaming
2: groups. Yeah. The greatest villain is scheduling. <laughs> um yeah, what about you, Pat? I'm actually different. I think it's allowed me to have kind of a different perspective as far as coming in as a professional on it because I feel like most people I know have been playing it since they were relatively young. Teenager, maybe college. I was a uh, adults i was in my 20s late or mid to late 20s the, the first time i played um i'm 36 now so i don't even know if i have a full decade in yet um, since the first time i played but i just really fell in love with it i i, I might have actually listened to a real play show because they've been around for longer than people think as far as people playing dnd and recording it and stuff and I'm pretty sure I might've been listening to real play shows before I actually played the game and just kind of fell in love with it. And it's like, this sounds like so much fucking fun. Um, and then really sought out, you know, ways to play that. And also create, and also I just, I, I create, I can't stop doing projects and creating and stuff. So it was, it was twofold. It was immediately as a, I want to play this game to play this game. But B is like, I can do this. I want to make this and I want to mm-hmm. make stuff like this. So,
3: yeah, the thing that really hooked me about um, running games in particular is just the fact that like I've always, you know, I I I write. I'm I'm, I'm a writer, mm-hmm. and um, just like the different the different way that stories are told in that space is just so interesting to me. Like the it's it's a whole different. It's still storytelling, but it's just like a. I don't even really have the word. Um, it's just. A oh boy, (laughs) I do this when I'm on camera. Um, whenever I'm on the spot, I just like lose my words. Um, Don't look at them, look Look away. I I gotta turn my camera off, gotta turn my camera off. Um, no, it's yeah, just the, the difference in storytelling medium, medium, the way that like different themes and different um stories are told, um, through those game mechanics is just so interesting to me.
2: Mm-hmm. for sure yeah i mean it's it's a, a storytelling mechanism unlike anything else because it's not you're not just telling a story that you have total control over every little aspect of it's you're creating the bones of a story and then a group of very chaotic individuals are is gonna you know add the the meat on those bones and who the fuck knows what it's gonna look like when it's all set you have an idea like you have a rough idea what the shape is gonna be like but one of the most unpredictable things in the universe is a and group uh, <laughs> so You never know what the players are going to do. Um, yeah, so we'll do a whole rundown, I guess, maybe at the end of like all the different stuff. Uh, I could do I could do it now, or I could do it at the end of like these are all the <laughs> things I do. There's got to be something you're interested in, listening.
1: <laughs> we don't even, yeah. I mean, we don't even have to actually talk about any of that stuff. It's just uh, three guys. I I always joke with Pat. I'm always like uh, I call him he's a, or Ash. I think that I. I said this to each other. We call you like our Vin Diesel friend because you're like ripped, but
2: you want play D and D. I am, a, I am a very much a huge nerd in a linebacker's body. I, I played yeah in college and everything. Yeah, I am like a, a giant dork in the linebacker's body. Yes, I love that. Which, which you know, I love. That's such a. That's, I think that's so cool. What I, I'm a nerd yeah. brain piloting a jock mech. how do
1: you have time though because like you do the D &D, and like you know you're an author and you also have three kids you have a i mean well first off congratulations on your latest thank you and like you have three children
2: three um a lot of kids i would say it's just as far as all that it's very um time management it's just i'm super strict i'm very disciplined with my time and my schedule i uh have cut out a lot of leisure activities, and that's okay, because it's it's really asking the question, what do I want more? Uh, I used to be a really big video gamer, and I you know, was, loved the Halos and whatnot. I was a huge Halo player online, yeah. I would log so many hours, and um, it was fun, but it was one of those things where it, that kind of had to be, definitely my video game time has been the casualty as my writing career has taken off, and that's okay. I'll come back to it someday at some point. Um, because I'm. This is more rewarding for me, and that's okay. If it's not, you know, and, and I, I think video games are phenomenal and wonderful, and I think they are excellent tools for a lot of people, as far as to de stress and decompress and uh, cope with the existential nightmare that is our current reality. <laughs> um, but so it's one of those things where I'm just very. Um, I, I, we talked about I have a lot going on, but I'm also there's there's a there's a method to the madness. There's a reason I do the things I do. And I'm really big on like scheduling my day and we also thank thank God for school and daycare (laughs) for when it comes to the kids. Um, But uh, yeah, I know it's, it's funny you brought that up because very recently I got tagged in a tweet of someone who mentioned, uh, I haven't done it in a while. Obviously I haven't been doing cons because of the pandemic and um, would love to get back out and do this again as I had given a talk a couple of times at some panels about, um, like writing and getting started and how like, you know, the overwhelming majority of people have a day job and maybe a family and they're trying to write and how do you do that? Or how do you find the time? And I kind of had this uh, talk that was kind of some hard truths about that. And like, you just, you got to suck it up. You got to find the time, you know, what's, what is important to you? How bad do you want it? Um, And one of my sort of key points I make in that is, especially from a writing standpoint is you need to adapt and be able to write on the fly or be able to write little, we all have these smartphones, right? We all have these phones in our pocket. And if the only writing you do takes place when you've got two hours by yourself in a room with a computer and some music playing and a cup of tea or coffee, um, you're never going to get anything done, especially if you have a family, if you have kids, if you have a day job, you need to be able to, um, you need to be able to, write one sentence here and there um you need to be able to um what about your phone have a document handy and knock out a paragraph otherwise the, the, my first novel space dripping I, I wrote half of it on my phone what because i was working a very demanding day job at the time as far as hours and uh, I was um we were expecting our first at that time and I was like, I don't have, I don't have that, those long stretches where I can sit at the computer and really get in the zone. And so it's like, how bad do I want this? And then I would really focus on just write something. And it's easier. I also have this big believer of just write. Just shut up and write. Get words on the page. It's easier to fix something that's written Ooh. than it is to write it perfect the first time. So don't worry about it. And I would literally sometimes be like in all caps, make a note for myself like, character name says something snarky here. I'm not going to think of exactly what that wording is right now because I want to get to, you know, but I'll come back. Or, oh, I see. You know, and then keep going and going. And then I would just try and be like, I would just try and write like one sentence a day. Um, and it never ends up being just one sentence, right? If you just start and get one sentence, you'll get the next one and then the next one. Um, like I said, you can always fix it later, you can always polish it. It's a lot harder to just stare at a blank page and be like, perfect novel. Please happen. Just start writing. Just just yeah.
3: I mean, it kind of speaks to that old um that old saw of like you and everybody has time for the things that are important to them. And, oh. you know, I've heard that advice bandied around so much for things like Respecting yourself, you know, if, if somebody mm-hmm. constantly flakes on you that, and says, "Oh, I don't have time for you," it's like, well, no, you do have time for things that are important to you. You just aren't. Yeah, they just aren't yeah. making time for you, and it's like this is the same the same thing, you know. Yeah.
1: I had a professor in college, and I'm I'm not a writer a, a, like you two. Um, I actively hate it, but like, I took a creative writing course in college, thinking I was like, maybe maybe I just haven't. I don't know. It, it was a great I ended up really liking the course and I'm glad I did it but my professor uh, Leslie Lewis we would come in and for the first half hour we would free write where it like didn't matter you just had to have pen and pen or pencil to the paper and you just wrote for 30 straight minutes without thinking like and like you could draw you could even write fuck 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 like you could just do any like she didn't care even if as long as you had your hand and your your pen on the paper moving for 30 straight minutes or type, you know whatever um, and then we would start the class but it really like. She she was brilliant. She had this whole she had this whole analogy about like about it, but like but it kind of really like loosened it up a little bit.
3: But um, oh, absolutely. That's um you. that's actually I'm something I whenever I'm, I'm writing physically. Um, if I'm if I'm jotting down notes or jotting down ideas, and I and I get some block, just keep the pen moving. Make make doodles in the margins. Do
2: whatever you gotta do. Like really yeah. keep. Good for you. I hate writing physically, even little notes with my hand. I hate really? it. I'm not good at it. my penmanship is atrocious. And it's funny, it's really funny. My penmanship is god fucking awful. My yeah. wife's my wife's is so good. Her just her normal writing and it looks and she does it at a good pace too. It's so good. The massive, very large company she works for has used it on like their marketing materials because it looks <laughs> like it's like an example of notes being taken in a meeting because it looks ridiculous. It's wow. a ridiculous. Like you're a robot. <laughs> you're not a person. Like
1: so, what, one thing I think we all have in common, Pat. I'm going to assume this is true that um, we all have ladies in our lives that are um, at least I know for Nate and I or uh, uh, what? How do you? I don't. I don't want to insult us, but. Um, We're we're the winners,
2: if you know what I mean. Uh, Use a football (laughs) analogy, we outkicked our coverage.
1: Yes, yes, I think we all like kind of uh, uh, paired upwards, like.
3: Oh yeah, no, um, I'm I'm all about just hitching my wagon to somebody else's rising star.
1: Because Julia is uh, the amazing and um actually during the pandemic too like nate and julia were like maybe like of four people we would see during that entire year like we would have bonfires in this oh my god remember like early summer of last year we'd have a bonfire but we'd all like wear a mask outside and be like 10 feet apart and like have separate stations for stuff but like um but so how
2: much of that i die i die (laughs) i have two points on that one yeah i had with neighborhood buddies we did at the height of it when it was like you got a distance we did um socially distanced beer pong where I set up like in the driveway four separate stations and we'd be all playing beer pong like parallel with each other where you all had your own oh, and we would awesome. like take turns like our own. we had our, we had our own we had our own ping pong balls our own cups and our own drinks and nothing was like shared <laughs> and I'm only throwing at mine and it would, we would take go down the line one two three four and it would be like free for all first person to clear the cup
0: did you invent
2: battleship beer pong uh that would be a great thing
1: yeah, let's write that down and let's let's uh, make a million dollars off of that one. But the other thing I want to go back to is about
2: like our spouses. It's like, should this be just us three dorks gushing about our wife guys, the podcast?
0: I, know. I, I just saw some
1: like my old friends from high school were all like, can you believe we're all married? somebody had sex with us like when we were all like in high school sitting around like talking about our future i'm like i never would have guessed all of us would have had like hot awesome wives like this is pretty cool (laughs) or girlfriends and partners and stuff and and some people had husbands but it's it was um it's nice so anyone out there in high school who doesn't think it's ever going to happen i promise it will (laughs) i'm in the example
3: I mean, honestly, like if if you're a gamer dork out there, like like Pat said, D and having a big renaissance right now. D and D cool now. Yeah, like, yeah. You're allowed to right. work. Right.
2: There's lots so of really cool, really hot people into D and D. Some That's hot true. people. Dude. So is
1: your is your wife the upgrade, Pat? I, I'm just gonna as as your wife. Are you in our boat of like but wow? I'm the lucky one. <laughs> yeah, well, it's the way I mean, around.
2: <laughs> no. Yes, I'm. I'm the lucky one. Yes. Um.
3: <laughs>
1: right, the women aren't listening. Now we can go back to talking for real. <laughs> Men talk.
3: <laughs> so, guys, what uh, what flavor of Axe body spray do you love the most?
1: <laughs> meaning
3: to hack this out.
1: <laughs> yeah, if I know I want to commit to it with you guys. Yeah. If I feel like I just have a night where I want to be really disrespectful to women, I just put on some of that good Axe body spray and just cat call all night. <laughs>
3: I pick. I break out my box of, uh, of man wipes and my man, um, my man-themed Doritos. Oh, definitely. In my yep. And if
1: I see a woman wearing a band T-shirt, I have to. Like, I quiz her immediately. They're like, oh, a
3: big dog T-shirt.
1: You've got a Nirvana shirt on. You bought from Target. I need you to name their entire discography right now.
2: <laughs> I'm abstaining from this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Is this not where we, we find in, this? Is this not
1: an incel support group? <laughs> oh, God.
2: Oh, Lord. Oh, God. Those assholes. Um, <laughs> Chris, I'm going to just hard segue. I like your hair, by the way.
1: Oh, thank you. I'm actually having a really good hair day today. I was like,
2: oh how How'd you color it that?
1: It's supposed to be red, but it started to fade to pink. And uh, I think I'm going to stick with it. At one point... Um, I don't know why it happened, but like I had dyed my hair blue and Felicity, my, my daughter, loves Thomas the Train, so any one time I would ask I'd be like, oh, I did it for Felicity because she loves Thomas which is obviously a lie, but it made me look cool. And then, um, yeah. Then, then, the tw- then a seven-year-old told me it looked like Billie Eilish, so I had to change it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay. And then, um, yeah, I don't know if it was pandemic. I've been um, really, really deep diving on the uh, pop punk resurgence of the uh, like, all the, all the rappers are doing pop punk, and all the pop punkers are doing like, pop punk people are doing like, uh, hip hop. And then, so I was listening to tons of that, and then just kind of turned into like, talking to my, my friend Laura, who does my hair. I was like, she's like, oh my God, why don't we just try something fun? And I was like, all right, I got nothing else to do. Let's do it. So here we are. And it helped with uh, Let's Chat Live, too, because I kept up doing like all these video things. And I was like, man, I need to stand out because everyone looks alike on these videos. <laughs> Round face, glasses, white dude.
2: Yeah, I mean, you're talking to yeah, uh, a white dude who has a beard and a shaved head. There's yeah. you never seen that right. look before over here,
3: right? Yeah, uh, yeah,
1: yeah
3: wh- Oh my god, it's it's devastating at, at my job because I swear to God, I'm like one of like four white dudes with shaved heads, glasses, and a beard. Yeah, and it's, just, and it's like at first I was the only one, and then they just started they started appearing. Hmm. Yes. I don't know. I don't know who's who's stepping on my style, but <laughs>
1: so, um, how was uh, how was Disney World this last trip? It was good. Land, right? You're in California. Is that Disneyland? Orlando, yeah. It, uh, Disney World. We went to the yeah, here. I didn't realize how much of a Disney, per, um, person you are. Like I remember you tell you, how, I was like, damn, cause at our let's chat club, we have a couple of, uh, a couple of different podcasts who do Disney podcasts. There's the Disney navigators, which are like, they're local, but they're really fun, but it's like a guide towards, um, uh, Disney and then the Finding Disney where they did like a whole rubric of like about the Disney. So I've been learning a lot about like Disney fandom and Disney nerdum of, of,
2: of, late. It's a culture, man. Um, it is cool. so I, I married into it. Um, oh. Obviously, I liked stuff, Disney stuff, as a kid, and then I lived for five years out in L.A. when I was really young. So we went to Disneyland a lot um, when I was at that you know magic age of like you know like three, four, five, six, uh, you know. Um, and I married. Yeah, my wife's family has pretty much. That's been like their. Number one vacation destination her their whole lives. Like they go, they've gone like they go like every year. Um and then we were dating and I was invited to go on their family trip when we were, you know, it's obvious we were pretty serious. And and I was cynical at first a little bit. Uh, you know, we're in our, in our 20s, and you're like, We should what? We should be going to like Cancun and, and like getting shit faced by the pool. And she's like, just shut up and come. And then I go, I was like, Oh, we still get we, we day drink. That's what we do all day. We walk around Epcot and just day drink all day. I'm like, yeah, okay, I can get down with this and then you indulge in some little bit of nostalgia here and there. Um, it's a lot of fun and it's a whole I and mean, it's a whole do It's a whole new experience now with kids. But um, for anyone who's cynical about it, if you like good food and good cocktails, Disney World is awesome. It is. They have really leaned into that. Ooh. And put a lot of money and effort into having a ton of really great dining experiences and food like just different food and drink experiences and um Magic Kingdom's the only park where you really I mean there's a few restaurants you can, but you have to be like inside sitting down. But Magic Kingdom's the only park where you can't really drink walking around. But Epcot, Animal Kingdom, Hollywood Studios you can. I never knew that. Um, yeah, yeah. Um but uh, it's just it's just fun, and now with the kids, it's it's great to see our our older two are of that age where they can really like they like the characters, they know the characters, they're excited to go on the rides and things. It's just they're they're getting big enough where they can go on some of the faster rides and bigger rides. It's a lot of fun. Uh, as far as going now during everything going on in the world, um, it was okay. I'll say you know we 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 talked to our pediatricians. I've got you know we about what was going on and the precautions we were going to take and. Um, the, the, our girls, our toddlers, they were really well behaved. They're good about wearing their masks. Honestly, at Disney world, they do a pretty good job. They're doing a good job about spacing people. Like I never really, feel, I, feel, I feel more at risk going into my local target than I did down there, that's, that's so what they're, I heard. they're super strict about masks at all. indoor there's signs everywhere. They do not hesitate the staff to check you to check people if they don't have it on or even on properly like oh, so many times like sir play not to me but like sir because i'm a fucking grown-up and i know how to wear a goddamn mask <laughs> like it's been how long has this been this fucking thing been and it kills me when i see people with their noses hanging out like how how are you still doing i this? don't even um I- but like you know they were quick to check people like no please put your mask up or please put it on if someone just kind of walks in and doesn't have it on and um it was more the only thing that was kind of nerve-wracking was like the flying right like because that you you basically get who you get who's around you and it's like please be and i was lit the whole flight i'm like my head's on a swivel like looking around to see if anyone's got their mask down i'm like i'm gonna fucking say something (laughs) you? don't you we had like at night we had those kn95 masks for the flights and stuff mm -hmm. um my wife's already like talking about doing the next one i'm like yeah you can take the girls if you want or your sister can go with you or i I just don't want to take i'm not i'm not chomping at the bit take the baby on another trip again just because oh, I was like alright we, we got lucky yeah. this time he was really well behaved like, we got lucky this time we everything went really well everyone had really good mask etiquette like on the plane around us um we had was, like air purifiers but um yeah it was a fine trip it was fun um definitely needed to get that out of the system right because it had been just so long because we've what been- was Star Wars Galaxy like oh phenomenal I had done that before I had done it we okay. are the last time we had gone just happened to be September of 2019. And it, we just happened to be there the week after it opened. So I got that whole experience. Um, I had a fun, I think I documented on Twitter at the point I had gotten up really early one morning and I was like, I, I just need to go and like knock out everything. And then we'd come back with the kids, but who knows how long the lines are going to be. So I got up super early and got to the park at like six in the morning by myself. And uh, they opened it at six 30 and I, um, You'd be surprised how many people maybe you wouldn't were already there. <laughs> like, but it was cool. Everything was dark and lit up. That whole area is awesome. And they do a really good job. They basically built it where you don't, you don't see any other parts of the park while you're in there. Like you yeah. can't see any other rides or anything like that. It's like you're in this canyon. So you can't see anything. You're just you're in you're in the Black Spire Outpost on Batu. For that's where you are. And all the people are in costume and in the stores. Things don't cost money, they cost credits. <laughs> um I got accosted by a stormtrooper for filming with my data pad that must give a double sanitation duty
1: <laughs> that's so crazy yeah, that's I can't I mean I haven't I haven't been there since I' was in third grade but I'm excited for when I go there it's gonna be quite surreal how's um be, I, I I have, how's, how's, how's how's let's rewatch treating y'all and we did that episode of um oh my god it was get off my plane. Oh, Air Force <laughs> One! Yeah. yeah, and I forgot how much I actually
3: love that movie. It was. Let's remember that movie is absolutely bonkers. The scene yeah. where the scene where the terrorist shoots a missile at Air Force One, and, the, and then he does like the bodyguard dive in front of it with his jet. Mm-hmm. It literally killed me, and I'm actually a dead ghost on the camera with you guys. No, the movie was great. It's like it the entire so episode my recording is just yeah. going to be blank because I'm an actual ghost.
2: I, oh my God, that'd be so, so cool. Everyone's <laughs> great on Let's Rewatch. I'm going to see Brett in person in the in the meat space this week. He's coming to Origins with me. He's coming in. He's flying in. Oh my so that'd God. So that um, you, You've met in person before, him, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
1: Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, they have their, their little baby as well. <laughs> <New> <laughs> parents.
2: They are, yeah. Little Bebo, as they call him. Isn't it? Um, but he's really cute he's like a blonde brett it's weird like blonde brett clone um so funny. No, they're great so yeah if, you, if you're listening and you don't know uh let's rewatch is a podcast i do with three other truly delightful wonderful human beings ash sam and brett they're all uh professionals who have worked in the film industry and then me i don't know why i'm there but uh i'm the writer ash as we've established as a professional director Brett is a professional editor, video editor, and Sam uh, is a professional in the animation. She has worked for DreamWorks and Netflix before in the past. Um,
4: Wait a minute,
1: Sam.
2: We, <laughs> she's, yeah, She take a little, She taking a break from right up, but she's awesome. And they're all just, I'm, I feel so very fortunate on a daily basis that our paths crossed because they've known each other forever. And then, so I'm kind of the, the, I've been on the show now for a couple of years, but of that group, I'm the new guy still, because um, they've been together forever, the three of them. But the in case you're like another movie podcast, like, well, our format's a little different. So just just hear me out here. Here's let me do my pitch. Basically, it's um, we take movies that we loved in our youth and see if they're still any good. But it's not just a we've watched the movie. We come to talk about it. The show is split up into two halves. The first half of the show, we have not watched the movie yet, so we record a little discussion about um about the movie having not seen it either we've either never seen it or it's been a while since we've seen it the people that have seen it and we talk about some trivia we look stuff up on imdb like who's in this who directed it box office how to do ca- and, and, and all that stuff and then we um and then we do some like predictions right like half joking half serious like this movie's gonna suck or, it's gonna rule we're just Um, and then we pause the recording of the show and we all go watch it right then and there and then as soon as we're done watching it we hop back into the recording and have a discussion immediately having watched the the movie right then and there and talk about if it held up, were our predictions on point or way off Um, it's a, a lot of fun and it's really interesting it's really fun when you can hear the tone shift from the first half to the second if we were like way off for good or bad um where if we were really optimistic and then we come back, it's like, that was terrible. That's terrible. Those are my (laughs)
1: favorite.
2: (laughs) I you don't like those where we think it's going to be bad and then we're pleasantly surprised? Um, So it's it's not a bad movie podcast. The whole point of it is it's not that we're going to dunk on this thing. Now, if it's bad or problematic, we will dunk the hell out of that thing. But the whole point is we don't know it's ambiguous the whole point and we always tell guests and they'll suggest like please don't bring us like your favorite movie as a kid because we might ruin it for you please don't do that um but it's one i always say like this isn't a we're gonna rip on bad movies this is a we go into the viewing portion hoping to like it but if if we don't like it or if there's something shitty or problematic about it we're gonna talk about it um so it's kind of fun to see where we start and then where we end up by the end of the show so check out let's rewatch
1: it's, it's fun. It's, it's a, yeah, it's a really good, there's sometimes too, like there's stuff I expect that I'm going to love and it's going to hold up. And then you're like, Oh, Nope. <laughs> or, or the flip side is like a goofy movie, which I like, I didn't have much memory of. And then your episode about it. And I was like, Oh my God, that movie's a piece that's a gem. Like, that's like a legit piece of art. Yeah. But I just,
2: it's been a while. Maybe my personal favorite of all Disney songs not stand out eye to eye, but wasn't um, I've been going through a lot of that
3: myself with um, every October rolls around. Um, Julia is not a horror buff at all. My um, my right. partner is not even slightly a horror movie person, so I've been trying to show her um, classic horror movies. And boy, yeah. it's like I think I must I mean, a lot of problematic faves out there, of course. Horror, yeah. horror as a genre is woof, got some problems. But, uh, but man, you watch some old ones that were like unbelievably big, unbelievably influential. And it's like, oh, everybody had brain damage. Like 20 years ago, there was just like lead in the water
2: as of 30 years ago. Or or like the one of the worst, it always happens at some point, especially in the 80s and 90s, whatever, whatever number of sequel they get to, it's like, let's do this like psycho killer. But in like an urban setting, And it's like, oof, this oh. is going to be very racist and problematic. I think they've oh all God. done it. Like, I'm pretty sure they've done it with Jason. They've done it with the Leprechaun. They've done it like, is <laughs> yeah, it's like, oof, oof, no, bad executive.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's 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 just a coin <laughs> going a to, quote, to bad white guy, bad white guy executive. Quote, yeah, and, or going into space, and uh, either one, not good choices.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, bad, rich white guy. No, stop it. <laughs> what did Julia like? <laughs> what is
1: Julia like that you showed her?
3: Um, let's see. Um, Nightmare on Elm Street was a winner. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely, you know, a little bit of a problematic fave, but not not too bad as far as these things go. Um, a little a little blatant with some of its weirdness, but um, Alien was a good was a good one. Although you know not a not a huge body horror a body horror
2: fan so the, the gore is a little tough it's just um, the one thing that movie is also a masterpiece the first oh yeah it's incredible lives. like it's I don't
3: think there's a single thing wrong with that movie
2: no I would say it's yeah it's one of a few perfect movies like there's nothing you like you could say oh we could do this I, I think every scene is exactly what it needs to be in That movie, yeah, hundred percent. It's
3: just like it's so tight, it's Mm -hmm. so scary. Even like, even the even the gory parts are like they're so sparing, and when they happen, it's like so shocking and just just an amazing movie.
2: But speaking of aliens, right? Am I right, Chris? Am I right? Um, let's see something else we talk
1: about.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I was like, oh sure,
1: I never seen that one. Um. That's right. What what uh, what tabletop are you guys playing right now?
3: Um, well, I'm on um, just fifth edition, fifth edition
2: yeah. D&D. Um, so I again, one of my other when you have time. I'm, no, no, I, I mean I do have one that I play. I play in a regular live stream game, and it is actually uh we have a nice little intimate audience because we, we want to do something different again. And I have a show on the Geekly Inc. channel on Twitch, and it's a it's an afternoon show, and it's Thursdays at two p.m. Eastern, two to four, and we are a delightful group of players, and we play or playing through the current Icewind Dale, Realm of the Frost Maiden official Wizards of the Coast campaign. Um, we're sponsored by Roll Twenty. Come check us out; it's a lot of fun. Uh, sometimes we do giveaways and things. It's called Darkest Days of Dale on Geekly Inc. Thursdays at two PM. Uh, but Chris, when I was um, when I said about the aliens, I was just I was jokingly segging into the books, the the space tripping.
1: Oh, I I was like I I am like I know there's a segue here, but I can't. I'm, in my head, I'm like I was like, is he talking about Tom? And, and then I'm, in my, of course I went to like the Pentagon files and like Tom DeLonge, and I'm like. I don't think that's what he means. <laughs> I don't think we're gonna do a pop punk. We're not gonna talk about Blink One Eight Two this time.
2: I mean, we could. I, I did. Hey,
1: Tom, Turns out Tom DeLonge wasn't completely wrong. I mean, he's not right, but he's just not as wrong as we thought.
2: The joke's been made a million times already, so I'm not new. This isn't new ground. I'm not, you know, breaking any comedy ground here. But I do love that bit from like. Last year, it's like that's how fucked up 2020 was. Where it basically was confirmed that aliens are real. We're all just like, not now. We're dealing with some. Sh-. I don't got time for that. That's
1: super funny. Um, I well, I mean, and the the good news is that uh, Mark and Tom have officially repaired their friendship. Uh, so that's been really great. And Mark Hoppus has a full reco- is making a recovery from his cancer. So that's also really nice. Heard about that, and that's sad. Uh, I don't know. I don't know these people, but I think I do.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, this, uh, yeah. So speaking of aliens, I actually, you know, why I reached out to you, Chris, uh, about you know coming back was because did you write not one but two books that are coming out this October? Did uh, so. So the so my very first novel is Space Ripping, and it came out already. But then um, through because this industry can be wonky, you know, um, okay. I had made some. I, I've made some changes to my. Who i work with my representation and my publisher so at the beginning of this year i signed to a new publisher black rose writing they're great love them oh, yes. and thanks and then what we did was we got the rights back to the first space tripping from my original publisher and then i wrote a new short story that's never been released and it was included at the end it's like a little epilogue between the first and second book so as a um Chris, will this episode come out, I assume, after October 5th? Yes. Okay. So, as of when you're listening to this, the so after October 5th, on October 5th, the first book, Space Tripping, now we threw in a... I I added a chapter that had previously been cut, and then added the short story. So, we're calling kind of like a new version of the first book. It's the same. uh, Space Tripping, The Mysterious Case of the Mysterious Case. And... That is now available. You can get that in paperback and ebook, audiobook in production. Um, wherever books are sold, whatever you want to do, you can buy it directly from the publisher. You can buy it from Amazon, Barnes and Noble, and you know it's going to be all the, you know all the distribution. Um, it is a comedy, sci fi, misadventure, you know romp. Um, it's. Uh, it's very Hitchhiker's Guide. It's like if it, it's like an American beer-soaked, curse word-laden Hitchhiker's Guide uh, to the Galaxy, and um, just like a fun little yeah. Check it out, space driving. So and then so that's now available. As if you're listening to this, you can get that new version of it. Check it out, new cover. Actually, Chris, the new covers for the first and second book created by Brett from Let's Rewatch. They're gorgeous. I'm in love with them. Wow. Check that out. If you go to my Twitter at ThePatEdwards or my website, ThePatEdwards.com, I'm consistent. There'll be a link. would love your support. You can check out the book, buy it, read it, leave a review. I'll love you forever. And as of your listening to this, if you get the first book, you read it, you like it. By the time you're listening to this, the second book, Space Tripping 2, The Chaser, is available for pre-order to be released in December of 2021. So I would love it. As Chris alluded to, I do have children. I would love to. have <laughs> sure food and medicine. <laughs> yeah. Um, please buy my book. I will, you will be my best friend, you know, link up with me on Twitter. I, I'm, I live on Twitter and uh, we'll be buddies and shoot the shit and have a fun time. And, and I promise you'll like it. It's a lot of fun. It's just fun. It's just, a, it's a fun, you know, do you want to hear about, you want to hear about aliens, like getting drunk and, and cursing a lot and just getting into little misadventures across the galaxy? You know, I do. Come on. Very much yeah.
1: What was the, that process? Like, Um, I remember we talking, I remember like, like a lot of people, 2020 just put a wrench in everyone's works. So like, you know, we, we, we uh, I know we talked extensively off mic about like various opportunities and career parts for us and stuff. So uh, what was that? What was that? I'm, I'm glad that you landed in a good place. I'm so happy to hear that ended. Nice. But what was that experience of that? Like I remember we talked at one point, there was a little up in the air of like, ah, oh, shit, what do I do next?
2: Yeah. So there was actually another speed bump along the way. So I was with this first publisher and then for reasons i'm not going to get into i I basically was looking for something else um i had actually connected with another publisher at a con and they're 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 small but they were local to me they're small indie and i kind of liked their vibe and the and the people that ran it were like look we're small we're trying to we're new we're trying to build like a little stable of authors who we believe in and we can build something around but we're also we're the real deal like you know you just give us the book we do marketing all that stuff that's a great you believe me i believe in you i'm all for it like i'd rather you know um honestly i'd rather with some partner with like a smaller organization that like believes in me than with like a massive organization where i'm just they don't give a shit right um unfortunately their business model they're great people excellent. nothing you know unfortunately their business model relied heavily on con revenue because they would get a booth at like every con like every week like every weekend they would get like you know they would have a booth at major cons for their authors and get their authors set up and that was a ton of their revenue and so 2020 basically killed their business model and they kind of had to suspend operations the owner was very gracious and said look i'd love to work with you in the future i'm releasing you from your contract if you find some if you find a new home because i don't want to hold you back i'm going to reach out to you again at some point It was very nice of them yes uh, and in the meantime, I want to shout out a good friend and writer of mine who's we've become good friends over the last couple of months. Um, Brian Fitzpatrick, he's another writer who we also started at the very same publisher and he's on Black Rose Writing and and he and I were just talking like in Messenger and I was like, yeah, I'm just figuring out my next movie He's like, oh, you're unattached right now? And I said, yeah. Uh, he said, okay, here, email, email my publisher. You should go there. I'm really happy there. Um, I think he'd be a great fit. I'll put in a word for you. Um so yeah, he made the, I reached out to them and then they wanted to re- reprint the first book, do the second one, and then we'll possibly do the third one too. It's, and then maybe next year or so. Um so that was how that journey went.
1: Oh, that's awesome. I, I used to have to get back to cons like, like Oh god, I can't wait. I'm going
2: to around Comic con. I'm also really selective because sure to the COVID and kids, I'm really selective about cons stuff right now. I wanted to do origins because it's close to me. I live in Ohio right now currently and it, you know it was an easy one to get to and I have a I have a handful of friends that are going that I haven't seen in a very long time. And the short film is in their film festival so it's like doesn't it's not really costing me anything out of pocket cuz they got comp tickets for having a you know a film in their festival. Yeah. So I like going almost people I love going to cons. I don't mind the hustle of it of trying to sell books and stuff and interacting with people. But you know having small kids too. I try to be as things, hopefully we keep trending and hopefully we trend in the right direction where we can have more of a normal 2022 with things with cons. Yeah. Um, who knows, right? This could be life forever now. Um, that being said, I, I try to be not, while well, my kids are so young, I try not to, I try to be present and be very active in their lives and not, you know, fuck off every weekend. Cause that's just not cool. Um, so I'm really selective about that right now, but I do enjoy them. And I'm sure, as my kids get older and older, I'll probably do more and more and I, you know, I'll probably be doing a big circuit, you know, 10 years from now, like at every, you know, hitting every single one, all the majors, but imagine
1: when you get to take them
2: with you. Or yeah. When they get old enough, they can come with and stuff and they can enjoy that. And that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Right now, they're just uh, uh, for those. They're t- I have two toddlers and a newborn, so it's like yeah,
1: yeah, that's not giving me for a while. yeah. so, yeah. when I grew up, my my aunt, my dad's sister, is a professional potter, so she would travel you know the country selling her pottery at various like um I don't, at least the ones I, usually like folk festivals and stuff. So like whenever I was a kid, I would we would go see wherever she would come through. And it, it it was it was a fun day. I'm pretty sure she was just used me as a pawn to to sell her art for her when I was there. But it was fun because then like I would be like a, like a kid, and it'd be like this huge festival. And because I was technically a vendor, you get to go behind the scenes and do all that stuff. And you know, of course, none of these were people that mattered to me at that age because I didn't know who like you know Pete Seeger or any of these people were. But it was still really fun. Looking back, I'm like, oh, that, and it was really special.
2: Yeah. Oh, totally. I mean. Uh, in the before times before COVID, I'd be I'd be at like a con if it was like a local one. And then my wife would come by with the our daughters since before our son was born and have them in little space themed dresses. Oh, and, like, I'm like, I Daddy. and then people like I'd be like, Yeah, you wanna buy a book?
1: Like <laughs> uh, no. God, I know. Yeah. I spend way too much money at Comic Con every year.
3: Oh, Artist Alley. God damn it. Oh yeah, I can't I can't go anymore. Like I just it's a personal I have to put limitations on myself. I just yeah it's just
1: it's like I I go to Artist Alley and I'm like oh, buy my money <laughs> I get the cele- like the celebrity signings and I'm and I'm, I'm, that's there for pe- people enjoy that that's just not the thing I like as much I just love the the artist alley and like the toys and all that stuff and the panels It's so much fun uh, yeah I'm going this year um i'm i'm super stoked i'm i'm excited well i went to uh, a collectibles convention a couple Saturdays ago that i had gotten a press pass for but that was like much smaller but it was that was still really fun it was kind of cool to get back like oh yeah people humans things i
2: love this it, yeah that that was our first kind of experience the when we were on our vacation we already talked about and that was, it was a little weird at first like being around that like you're outside and people are I feel like are, don't crowd each other. They're better about kind of giving personal space and stuff. Um But it just still felt weird me, like <laughs> out in the lights from our but, cave or our house. Like
1: I know it's, it is fun because, especially because you have like a newborn, uh, you have like such young child. Like I, I noticed like. I I worked out in the world during the whole thing, and like my wife Victoria's worked from home, and like it it was funny to see the parallels of the people who worked at home versus people like who had to go out every day. Yeah. But some to the, sometimes I get to a point I'm like, oh I'm I think I'm too comfortable. I need to I need to dial this back a little.
2: Yeah, we we've we definitely have been on the far far end of the cautious spectrum through this whole thing because you know my wife was pregnant through the whole pandemic you know her whole pregnancy was yeah. during the pandemic and then both Little our kids. jobs we very fortunate both our you know work allowed us to work from home and uh you know we had a really real and everyone says we actually legit had a really tight bubble of people that we would see you know and it would be like and we still got COVID at one point it was terrible um but uh we um you know we do the whole like get tested and before we'd see anyone have them get tested and all that stuff so we were, you know um, yeah, we were super, super, super cautious.
0: You, you didn't waste any time though. You, uh, you made a movie during
1: quarantine as well.
2: No, I mean, yeah. man, I say I did. I wrote that script, Ash, all glory and honor and credit to Ash. Cause that was just, she is so talented and skilled. Actually, I like skilled better than talented. Cause I feel like talent implies like natural whereas yeah. skill is something you like work for. She is incredibly skilled, filmmaker yeah. and she is very devoted to her craft and i can't say enough good things about she will be directing major motion pictures i mark my fucking words you know put oh, yeah. it you uh-huh. know like, yep. tattoo it to my skin put on stone she is very skilled and very competent and very good at what she does um it is a matter of time you know, if you have an indie movie studio and you need a really, really, really talented director, look up Ash Blodgett. If not, you're fucking up.
1: I know, because like I, I, I get this My pet peeve was even still. You still see this when you watch TV, like The Tonight Show or something, and they want to like and they have someone come on and it's like clearly a shitty Zoom call. And like you're, you're NBC Universal. You have billions of dollars, and then you know you all made joining call on the shoestring budget. And it, it, it literally looks, besides the content, but it, it looks like a professional movie that like, you know, so it, it, it's, I, I think I went off on it one day and I was tagging Ash. I was like, just watch anything Ash Blodger has been doing, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I know. I want her to do a Marvel. I, I'm sure she does too. I'm waiting for her to do a Marvel
2: movie. I would like to write one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've joked about like, man, I just want to go to Marvel or DC and be like, give me your worst property. Your least, like your bottom of the the absolute bottom of the list, property, character, whatever it is, give it to me. Let me take a crack at it on spec or something. You know, I, I oh, would, I would so do dumb. that. Let me see what I can do with that. Yeah, DC yeah, condi- Condiment King or whatever it is that one villain. <laughs> and like, give me con. Let me see, like I, I can make a dope condiment.
1: <laughs> if you start with uh the children, do you watch? Do any of your kids watch that Spider Buddies one?
2: It's really cute. That's like new that just came out where it's like, it's yeah. like Peter Parker and Gwen and, and Miles, Miles. All together. They it's, just it's, discovered it recently. And it's really cute. Uh, yeah, they like it. Yeah.
1: I'm like, that's still Marvel accounts. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah I'll do kid
2: shows. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I know. That's whenever I try to show Felicity something that I might have somewhat interest in. Nope. Doesn't care. So I have to, I, I, I can't show it to her. I'll just be like, yeah, whatever. I don't care about Spider-Man. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> It's too funny. Goodness. Um, before we kind of wrap it up, is there like anything that like we missed? No, I'm trying to think. Yeah. So,
2: I mean, if I see, like someone, for us. yeah, I'll just, I'll just kind of wrap it up with like, if I seem like someone who makes stuff that you might find interesting, please check me out at, at the pet Edwards on Twitter or the pat Um, i yeah i've got the podcast that's rewatched on movies i've got the DD show i write DD, you can see links i i'm a writer contributing writer to a couple of different gaming publications um but really if if you do want honestly if i'm going to be super selfish here if you do one thing i would really appreciate it if you could uh go and order space tripping one and or two either or um it's you know something I've really poured a lot of time and effort into. I'm I'm deep into three and uh, getting real emotional because I don't know if I'm going to write more after the third one. Um, mm-hmm. We'll see, we'll see how things go, but uh, what opportunities and where I want the career to go after that. But um, yeah, would would really love and appreciate your support.
1: I think you should make it a threat that you're not going to write another one unless people pre-order.
2: Yeah. Lobby, unless Netflix adapts them, I won't make any more, so everyone tweeted Netflix, make a space tripping series. That's how a lot of shows get made, right? I mean, honestly, probably if enough people.
1: Yeah, actually, at this point in the game, I'm like, as I said, I'm like, I
2: have no idea. <laughs> I don't know how you make TV shows. Three years ago, the internet bullied a studio into changing the Sonic movie. And it worked. <laughs> yeah, so. Can, can, you all oh, bu- bully, can you all bully a streaming service into adapting Crackle, yeah, crack. Fuck yeah, yeah I'll be I not mean, Sure, is CISO's the real though? That's something we, no. we can
3: get, That's something we can dig into. Um, the new the Mario movie coming out that everyone's freaking oh. out. Oh yeah,
1: please bring yes. that
2: over. Yeah. Oh my god, are you on board? No, I with the lead not cast. Really? I the lead, mean, the main cast? No, absolutely not.
1: Why is Chris Pratt Mario?
2: The wildest that's one. That's a great question, Chris.
1: He's not even Taylor
3: Joy. Or Anya Joy Taylor as Princess Peach is my brain melted when I saw that. She's like, the, she's like one of the hottest actresses in Hollywood right now. She's so in demand. It's such, like she's such a big deal right now. And just seeing her tagged, her flagged on a Super Mario Brothers movie. I mean, I like a, Jack Black as Bowser. Yeah. That's probably okay. Just, but. yeah it feels like it feels like casting decisions done by like game facts era 2011 just mm-hmm. completely bananas
1: mm. yeah it, i remember seeing i was so confused i was like, oh god did you all see that uh, mario movie from the was it the late 80s early
2: 90s with John Leguizamo we've done it on the show super mario bros <laughs> oh yeah the worst Bob Hoskins and John Leguizamo so weird i had nightmares of that movie for years <laughs> not great, but it's, it's like great, so, but not great. It's like bad, but good, but it's, ba- it's bad. It made it's not good, sense. bad. It's good, bad. It's good, bad. Just bad, unbelievably good. talented
3: actor Bob Hoskins, drunk off his ass,
2: and they actually were drunk a lot during the filming of that movie. It's true. Someone broke their hand or something when they're like, ah, they were that's John right. But yeah, we, right. we do. I, go go go. Look up if you're interested. Let's rewatch the Super Mario. Let's go. Who who was your guest on that one? I'm going to go back. And um, if memory serves, that man, whole movie oh
3: God, is uploaded good. in its entirety on YouTube right now, and I yeah. don't think they're taking it down.
1: Yeah, they probably don't care. They're like, whatever. <laughs> no one's buying this piece of crap. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that was God. Damn, oh, Christina
2: Ladd. She's great. She does she does book reviews for Geekly Inc.
0: Oh, that's so cool. Um, awesome. Nate, do you have any pluggables?
1: I know you're not really a social media guy.
3: Um, probably the Super Mario Brothers movie on YouTube, I think.
1: You can watch that?
3: Uh, yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, I've got like, I've got like upcoming stuff in the works, but it's not going to be released in the next couple weeks or or month or so. So, um, you know, just I uh, want to plug going for walks outside, drinking plenty of water.
1: Not getting vaccinated. Don't wear your mask. Be a sheeple.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Uh take uh, eat um eat the horse paste.
1: Yeah, don't be a sheeple, everyone. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> don't be a sheep.
3: Just eat uh, sheep don't paste take,
1: horse sheep. Don't take any of your vaccines ever. Who who needs life saving med-
3: <laughs> I mean I'm I've I've put a lot of money on bringing rubella back, so um Ow. I think everybody should contract rubella and don't get vaccinated for it. I love that.
1: That's perfect. Uh, awesome. Thank you guys so much um, for doing this. Um, uh, yeah. Well, Nate, when you have that other stuff to plug, let us know. We'll have, we'll have you do a proper return. Cause I don't think you've been on since it's been a been a gap since you've been on the show.
3: It's so, been, man. I think, as we discussed, I think I was on episode 13 and then yeah. uh,
1: a couple somewhere down there, but
3: I, then I took a sabbatical and yeah. here I am.
1: Wow. God, time goes by so fast. Awesome. Thanks so much. This show is a proud member of the Let's Chat Club. Learn more about how we're helping podcasts
3: to build conversation, connection, and community at letschatpodcast.net.
4: Why, hello there, podcast friend. I'm Ash Blodgett, co-host of the podcast Let's Rewatch. Together with my co-host and Red Opera D&D campaign writer Pat Edwards, we made a short film in quarantine called Joining Call. And it's finally coming out. The film is the story of a group of people trying to get together to play DD via a video chat. But all the usual quarantine issues get in the way, such as kids.
2: Daddy, is this Game of Thrones?
4: Bobby, what are you doing? Daddy! Come, no, me come dad, on, it's bedtime! Me poor internet connections. Thou must cast ye techno devils from thine magic picture box. Couples at each other's throats. I wanna blow some ogres up with a fireball! Why is your first instinct to always kill things? and more. Zoe, stop drinking! Oh, that reminds me, I haven't had the boss yet! The film basically takes a snapshot of what life is like right now through the lens of nerds. So join us on our quest November 20th over on my YouTube channel, Laugh Stash TV, for the film's premiere. You can get there by going to youtube.com slash Laugh Stash TV. And that's stash as in S-T-A-S-H. Till then, I'll just be over here practicing my Nat 20s. Ooh, critical hit.